Hi, I'm Jane, and I'm back for another fun episode of Janify. Today's question of the day is, what's so great about SG-1? That's right, we are finally doing this episode. I've been wanting to do it, and here it is. Quick note before we begin, as of the recording date when I'm making this, it's August 4th, 2022, it's a bit later than I said I'd make the episode, and believe me, I was going to do it on yesterday on the 3rd, but things just got hectic, and I tried making the episode, but I couldn't quite figure out the way I wanted to make this episode. I have the note card, and I still have the note card today, so let's see if this episode can go well. Shall we? Let's begin. So, yeah. Starfleet S21 is a great show, and so I want to talk to you about the characters first. Things about each character that I liked about them of SG1. I'm going to tell, them, I'm going to tell you that everyone on the team is special because of something that they can contribute that's different from everyone else. And if you put those together, it makes for the best team. Alright, so I want to start with Tilk. He's the off-world ally of the team. He comes on Chulak, which is an off-world, like, somewhere else, and, um, he's a valuable member of SG-1. And, tell me straightly, tell me he doesn't have a bad case of frown face, because he does. I'm just looking at these pictures of Starkid SG-1 from Google, and it's not looking good. It's like, hardly smiling. Sure, he's there, but he's not really smiling that much. It's more like the smirk. Anyway, then there's Daniel, and he's the history geek or buff, whatever you want to say, of the group. And I know this because he speaks 17 different languages, and his whole office is littered with books and papers all around of things about history and in the past and through the Stargate and I think that's really cool. And then O'Neill is like the other history about the group. Or like the knowledgeable one of the group. The one who's been around with the group the longest. Well Danny's been with him the longest too with, with them. But so he just knows what it takes to be a what it means to make a team and what it means to work together as a team. Anyway, and the next one is Carter, and she's the techno girl, the one who can work all the gadgets and gizmos. Like, if you're on a gold ship, she could definitely work the computers and all those gadgets. You definitely need someone in your group. And so, put those all together, and you got a heck of a good team. Which is why I think XG1 is, like, held high, because they have everything you need in a team. It just works. Anyway, I know I want to do a few honorable mentions that aren't in the group of SG-1, but it's in the show that I want to mention. Alright, so I want to mention General Hammond because he makes his job as general easy. And so I'm going to relate something from a show you probably don't even have watched because it's really old by now. And it's probably not the first thing that comes to mind. But Angelina Ballerina, the newer one 
the cool animation, not the old one. There's a song that Miss Mimi sings that goes with the chorus, making it look easy, it's not as easy as it looks. And I believe that's true because spoilers ahead, yes, this is spoiler full episode, so be aware of that. Or warned you. So yeah, O'Neill becomes general. And I feel like that relates back and forth because it really works that way. And he makes it look easy, but it's not easy to deal with everything and a lot of things. And within the episode zero hour, O'Neill learns that. He's like, oh dang, I'm used to sticking up to the man. I'm not sure I could be the man, but he does a pretty good job. Anyway, and the last one I want to mention is Dr. Frazier. Dr. Frazier is the CMO within the show, the chief medical officer, in case you were wondering. And um, I was pretty sad when she left. Nonsense when Daniel left for the whole season. But joyfully, he returned to the show. Frazier hasn't yet. I don't think she will. So that's sad. Because I really like all the sci-fi doctors. The sci-fi doctors I sort of relate to a little bit more. Like, I like all that medical drama stuff like medical traumas but like medical trauma it's confusing i know i don't like the gory stuff but if it's not gory then i love it and so yeah i like frazier and julian from star trek d space 9 2 i like Beverly Cartridge from star trek tng so yeah me and the doctors and shows are yeah, sort of neck and neck. I really like those characters. Anyway, so yeah. And I have to make this point. I may have liked this show a little bit more than Star Trek. But not more than Star Trek D Space Nine, because that one is a real banger when it comes to it. It's really good. But I may like it a little bit better than D Space Nine. I just said I didn't, but I guess I don't know where I stand. This show is really good. Like, oh my gosh. I didn't want to try it, but then as soon as I did, I'm like, give me more. Because I didn't want it to end. Because it's so good. Like, this show is really amazing. You would not believe how good. Anyway. So now I want to talk to you about my favorite episodes. I'm going to give you four. Two of which are with the same character, and the other two are completely unrelated. The first episode I want to talk to you about is called Singularity. It's season one, episode 15. So really early on in the show, we learn about this character named Cassandra. Cassandra comes from the world called Hanka, spelled H-A-N-K-A, where she comes from and a plague or something wiped out everyone on the planet and she was a little girl and so SG-1 goes to that world and they find Cassandra and they take her through the Stargate because, yeah. And in this episode is a great scene. When Till gets Cassidy's get out of the bushes, you could totally see what I mean by frown face. He totally has a frown face. He is resting frown face. Anyway, so there's that. And they learn that she has a bomb inside her. And Sam makes this great bond with Cassandra. But somehow, 
Shannon becomes the one who gets to adopt her, so her last name is Frazier. So her whole character name is Cassandra Frazier. And her nickname is Cassie, which I think is cute. She knows that the Stargate's be hidden secret. And she knows that. So this episode is one of my favorites. Probably because it shows out the mother's side in Sam. I don't like where kids are in the TV shows. Like, if there's a kid in the show, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Because it's mostly just older people in shows. So when you see a kid, it's sort of cool, you know? And I sort of like Cassandra. She's a really fun character. I've seen Second Liberty way too many times. Alright, so there's a second episode to this, which is called, let me see, I had a tab up here somewhere talking about it. Alright, so let me see. There's a second one somewhere, like a, it's a three-parter. The other episode is kind of hard to find. There's this other episode she grew up, which is called, right, it's called Rite of Passage. I don't know the season number or episode number, but it's called Rite of Passage. It's about Cassandra again, when she turns 16, and she gets a kiss from Dominic, her boyfriend, and electricity searches her. So Jenna has to take her back to the base and take care of her there. And she's only going to sing that happened on her world on Honka, of course, her age. She'd forgotten about it somehow, and she's like, oh yeah, it happened. She's lured to this tree. She wants to go, but of course, Jenna, her mother, won't let her. And we did this too well, goes to the circuit, finds out that the tree leads to a gold ship, where one of the gold was doing these experiments on them, and they somehow learn to cure it in this world. I forgot how, but they eventually cure it. And Cassandra says, I can't go back to school and continue her everyday life again. And her friendship with Dominic. So yeah, those two episodes are really good. And she does show up briefly in the time loop episode. Or they get this note they give to young General Hammond. She does show up later in that episode as an old woman. So that's interesting. So yeah, that's that. Alright, the next one I want to talk to you about is a time loop episode. Which is really great. It's really amazing. This one is called Window of Opportunity. It's season 4, episode 6, and it's really funny. There's only one thing about this episode that I hate, and it's that we never find out what Dada's question was. Like, I've wondered and I searched Google, but there's nothing, there's no answers. So I would just have to sit here and never really truly know what that question was. I'm fine with that, but it's just a little lack of reading, you know? There's a lot of fun seeds in this episode, so I think you should watch it. These are my favorites, so I'm hoping if you're watching, if you're watching Stargate or if you want to start watching Stargate, as of today, you can get you it on Netflix. I don't know where it'll be in the future, but for now, it's on Netflix and also on Pluto TV, YouTube, Google Play Movies, Apple TV, and Voodoo. But 
So yeah, that's a good watch. So I really want you to watch these. It's really funny. That you have to go for a time loop, and there's one question within this episode that they ask, and that's why is it only O'Neill and Tilk that can remember? And I'm like, the time loop chooses. Like the enemy, it's like a living person. Like it says, okay, I want you and you to remember, but I don't want you and you to remember. See how you can fix this, okay? Bye. Because that's the way I see it. Because I've seen a couple time loop episodes within Star Trek, you know, one with Stargate. And it's follows that rule, like it's the same. There's a lot of funny scenes in this, honestly, I have to watch it. And the last episode I want to talk about, episode 4, is when all this information gets downloaded into Colonel O'Neill's brain. It's called The Fifth Race, which is Season 2, Episode 15. I don't know why it's always like 15. Like, Hanka was season, like, not Hanka, but the one with Cassandra is season 1, episode 15. The fifth race is season 2, episode 15, so that's coincidental. Like, I don't know why that is. But the fifth race is a really good episode where all this information gets downloaded to his brain, and he can't even speak English anymore. He says all these weird words, and Daniel has to translate for him to understand him. And soon they find out so he builds this generator because there has to be an H chevron to go to this world. And there he finds the Asgard. And they fight this great alliance between the four races, which is the ancients, which are the builders of the Stargate, the Asgard, which are the aliens he meets in this episode, the Furlings, I don't know who they are, and the Nox, by that episode he already met. Not meant. Met. He already met the Nox in an earlier episode. So yeah, the Great Alliance is pretty interesting. And the Asgard tell him that his people are on their way to becoming the fifth great race or the fifth part of the Great Alliance. So that's why it's called the fifth race, because they're on the way to becoming the fifth race. If that makes sense, because it should. Anyway, those are all the episodes I wanted to tell you about. And now I want to tell you why you should watch it. It is amazing. Like, I like this show because it's set in our time. And Star Trek isn't, like, where Star Trek is using hypersprays and phasers. They're using the needles to draw blood and using guns. Like, it's all set in our time frame, so there is no futuristic technology. They're only using what they have at their disposal, like what we have at our disposal. And going to these off-worlds, like it's science fiction. And there's a line here that says, science fiction isn't really science fiction anymore, in one episode or another. So, it's true. That's what I like, it, and that's why I think you should watch it. Because it's amazing. There are some episodes, if you're a big Star Trek, like a big Trekkie like I am, or some episodes we relate into some Voyager episodes so there's that but it's fine it's not really that bad and there's one last thing I want to talk to you about the intro it is so good for most shows if not all of them I listen to them sometimes but mostly I skip them but if this one I almost never want to it is so catchy and it's the best intro I heard yet it's so good and the intro's on Spotify, so I listen to it there all the time, too. 
just so good. Like, I'm surprised an intro could be so catchy. I usually pay them the line, but this one, oh my gosh, you're so good. And I guess that's the end of it. I guess that's everything I want to talk to you about as you want today. Yeah, this episode went good, actually, so I hope you enjoyed it as much as I have. Because SG-1 is a good show, and I think you should totally watch it if you have the time. Now, I'm going to do the Prodigy Summerfest episode coming up pretty soon. I reached level 100, and then I don't know. Summer is ending here pretty soon, and is in one last vacation before... The end of the school year, so I might do some bonus ones during the school year, or else I might not. I don't know. Because this is going to be a summer podcast, so I want to go and do it within summer break. And it's about to end because it's August. Like I said, the date of recording is August 4th, 2022, and so... I'm going to have to go to school again, so... There's that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, you can find me on Animo with the Stitch group or the Marlo Pony G4 group. And you can talk to me there to give me ideas for podcast episodes or you could just listen to them and enjoy them. Get to know me a little bit and see what I'm doing in my daily life. What I like about TV shows and all that stuff. Well, until next time, everyone. Keep it tense with your knowledge. With Genify. Of the shows, of course, not in general knowledge. <laughs> Just to make that clear if you don't know. Next time, Jane out. <laughs>